Okay, so our discussion leader isn't here, but um, basically what I can remember is uh, Sandra was having a lot of flashbacks, PTSD and stuff um, at college. So she moved in with one of her friends uh, in New York City and she met a guy named Rocco and she like did not speak to her family whatsoever and they were worried about her but she really needed to find herself so then finally she looked back into moving back into colleges and Rocco pushed her to go back and um, make amends with her family and so she did that and then she went to her sister Adele I think that's how you pronounce it um, her wedding, uh, and it was just basically her, a big family reunion, and she spoke to her mother and really opened up about her struggles, and they kind of connected on a deeper level, and then uh, she unfortunately broke up with Rocco because they were both going kind of separate ways in their lives, and then the whole book ended with how she really wants people to love one another and not judge people based off their skin color or culture or anything. And she also wants to remember her little sister, Deborah. Um, and yeah, that's all I can remember. But onto my worksheet, I'm connector and the first connection I made is when it says Americans are so nutty about physical appearance and what defines beauty. I connected this quote to the beauty standard and modeling industries because people are so obsessed with their looks. The idea of ideal beauty is becoming more unattainable. People are even resorting to plastic surgery and could develop eating disorders just to be considered pretty. The second one is the quote, it was a white boy. He had to apologize and he got suspended, but that didn't feel like enough. I connected this to white privilege um, because it seems that the lighter the skin tone is, the fewer repercussions you will face. Um, in this instance, the boy did something that was very disrespectful and got a punishment that I don't think sufficed for his actions. And then my third connection is I realized that the blogger's interest in my dress gave me a platform to talk about the plight of refugees. And this quote reminded me of when Bernie Sanders was asked about his 2021 inauguration outfit. And instead of talking about, you know, his mittens and stuff, he took the time to say that more stimulus checks need to be sent out. So he was given a platform to talk about something more important than his clothes. Um, now, do you guys disagree or agree, or do you have any other connections? Um, I agree with, like, everything you said, pretty much. Um, and I like how you, I like your first connection about, like, the beauty standard, because I know a lot of people, like, not only Sandra could, like, see that and, like, relate to it, I guess. But, like, I know a lot of other people can. 
So I thought there's a good, like, big connection to make. Yeah, and I agree with the second one because, like, as we have seen from the past year in 2020, we saw kind of like basically kind of the same thing as what Sandra was seeing, but it wasn't as, I guess it wasn't as severe, but it was brought to your attention that, like, those kind of things still exist. Yeah. Okay, so I'm rhetorical analysis. So I had to make a list of assumptions the authors see seemed to be making, and I had to prove that there was bias in the reading. So one assumption that Sandra made was that her family was very upset with her. She made assumptions about why she decided to quit school. In the text, she said, meanwhile, my parents had seen pictures of him on my Facebook page. As expected, they were dismayed. Another assumption is that Sandra made was that her mom was not going to understand how she was going to feel. Uh, Sandra states, I did not want to return to school for the second semester, but I couldn't imagine telling my parents such a thing. Education meant the world to them. I feared they would not understand. Other people in Sandra's school had a sense of bias towards Sandra, uh, such as there was no space for my dark skin. I had male friends for of both races, but I felt more like an accessory to enhance their coolness factor than a pretty girl that could ask out on a date. Another example of bias that was occurring uh, to Sandra was when Dota pulled a guy away from her to dance, uh, it states, but when a flirty girl swooped in and pulled him away. There was clearly bias going on those two coats because people used Sandra and did not really think of her as a person. She had a lot of friends, but her appearance in the activism community. So I had to find one place where the author appeals to pathos. Uh, the author appeals to pathos when describing how flashback happens. She explains how she feels and what occurs during those moments. Sandra states, you could be having a great day and then out of nowhere, dreadful images start filling your head. The next thing you know, you're on the floor, curled up in the fetal position, unable to remember how you got there. The author appeals to pathos in that passage because she was describing what she was feeling and what she was going through in her head when a flashback happens. And then I defined a part where the author appeals to logos. The author appeals to logos when she was talking about therapy and people uh, needing a way to talk things out with others. In the text, Sandra said, I talked about how I didn't understand why I had survived the massacre when Deborah had not. This piece of evidence appeals to logos because Sandra was explaining and proving how therapy works. She started out the chapter by saying how she was not going to talk, but as she got to know her counselor, things changed. And lastly, I had to find a place where the author appealed to ethos. The author appeals to ethos when she states that she went to the White House and talked to former President Obama. In the Texas state, suddenly I was standing in a line of celebrities waiting to meet President Obama. The author appeals to ethos in this passage because there's proof that she went to the White House and met with the president. Therefore, that helps her gain credibility to her writing. So uh, how trustworthy do you think the author was? I think she's very trustworthy. You know, as we've been saying, she's really detailing her life. And it's clear that she's not keeping anything out. And she's even saying the names of people from her past, like just flat out saying them, whether the people were a good or bad influence. So... I mean, obviously, I think she's credible. Yeah, I think she's trust trustworthy, too. 
because she's sharing like these really like difficult things that a lot of people don't want to admit um especially like the depression and therapy thing i've seen a lot of people in my life go through that and like one of the hardest things things is for them to admit that they're not doing well or for them like to like say they need help or go to therapy and so by her like just saying these things in her book for everyone to read i think it proves she's trustworthy and you um this has discussed each of the appeals as well as the questions you have about them but i think we can skip that the evidence i'm the evidence checker and um i think she mostly used pathos because she shared about her feelings um with her life in america like racial discrimination and other stuff and her ptsds and um i picked three pieces of evidence to analyze First one is, I will be sitting in class and a bloody image from the massacre will come, assaulting my mind. I think she definitely used pathos because that's, um, like, it shows a horrible image and tells about her experience in Congo. Um, I think it's pretty reliable because it's uh, her experience. And the second one is my future what came back into focus. I think she used pathos as well. She made people believe that she's all right and trying to um, be better. And the third one is the Obamas and me unreal. Uh, I think she used ethos and pathos and this was credible because she exper expressed her feelings about meeting the president and etc. And I think for author's overall credibility was uh, she was credible because she it was her experience and I think when she and she uh, detailed her life. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, especially um, the first thing you said. How this past section the author most used pathos because. Um, we saw, uh, why am I talking like that? Okay, we saw multiple feelings, um, you know, her trauma, but then we also saw her kind of like fall in love, I guess, and mend relationships. So yeah, I think it was definitely pathos, just because of the range of emotions that were in uh, this last section. Yeah, I also agree, because it was like, the end of the book so she was like wrapping it up and you know giving her messages and stuff and that was like an emotional part of the book okay um i had structure analysis and i said the purpose of each paragraph um i was like because of the this is the conclusion of the book. Certain paragraphs were still telling the story and how she felt. However, some paragraphs served its purpose by telling the lessons in the book and summarizing and even dedicating the book to Sandra's sister, Deborah. Um, and then the 
thesis statement is most clearly said in the final few paragraphs. Sandra says she wanted to tell her story and to help people. And she says how she wants to bring justice to not only her sister, but to others like her. And I think the main point is not only to be grateful, but to not bring hate into this world like Sandra experienced so many times. And then I think the structure is clear and easy to follow. But she doesn't add in too many details. However, you're able to vividly picture and understand what's going on. And I think the structure in this book isn't as important as it is in other types of literature, especially ones like about fictional stories or like with poetic themes. Sandra's just like simply telling her story and she does it in an effective and concise way that not only makes you sympathize with her, but like feel inspired. Um, so what do you guys think? I agree with everything you said. Um, especially the last part. I really like how basic the structure is. Like she's not trying to, I don't know, make it more glamorize it or anything. And it's really easy to follow that way. And I think it was a lot more enjoyable. And I agree with when you said the thesis was that the whole point of writing this book was for her sister because she had lost her sister. Okay, so since you don't have the discussion leader, um, I guess I can just ask like a really easy question. Uh, did you guys like the book and why? Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I really enjoyed the book because it kind of led us as students like to see someone else's perspective and kind of experience them by like listening to the stories and knowing that like the same thing that Sandra have experienced is happening around the world. Yeah, I liked the book. I thought it was um, I thought it was really well written and I enjoyed reading it. Like like it wasn't boring like other books we read for school are. So I really liked that about it. Zoe, do you want to say anything? Um, I really like the book because I think the way she describes about her feeling is very, um, like, detailed and uh, it's like we could learn a lot from it. Yeah, I agree with all three of you. I really liked it. Even though she was just saying her life story, she kept it really, really interesting. And... The way she opened up helped me see from like a new perspective and kind of be a little more grateful, I guess. <laughs>